0: And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Everybody is feeling a, a certain amount of stress right now. A uh, lot of worries with our current situation uh, that we're going to see an increase in mental health problems uh, that could come out in a variety of ways. One group of people who are particularly. Uh, prone, I think, or, or susceptible because uh, many times they've experienced extreme stress and extreme trauma in their situations are our nation's veterans. Tony Rivera is a suicide prevention case manager uh, for the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs in Pittsburgh. Uh, he was formerly a therapist with UPMC uh, and a social worker. Uh, he joins us by phone. Uh, Tony, uh, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, th- well, thank you for, for taking this time to talk with us because this is something that is on a lot lot of people's minds suicide especially among younger people uh it's astonishing how high that has gone as a as a cause of death um uh, among people so i i think most of us probably have been touched in one way or another by knowing someone or, or or in in some cases maybe having a relative who has taken their own life or who has attempted to uh tell me first of all what your job is uh with the va in pittsburgh
1: So I am a suicide prevention case manager. I work on the suicide prevention team. Uh, We do a lot of follow-up and follow-through for veterans that are identified as high-risk for suicide, Uh, and those could be veterans that had recently attempted um, or have had uh, thoughts, chronic suicidality, uh, as well as acute suicidality, having just come into the hospital or just being released. So we try to provide uh, additional support uh, by following through, following up, doing some basic case management, doing some coordination between some of the other departments. I also do the outreach for our department, meaning that I get to go out into the community and do different trainings, uh, go to suicide prevention walks. Pocket, at PFW's, uh, local law enforcement, do trainings like that for suicide prevention. So we try to hit as many different aspects as we can to make sure that all veterans, not just the ones that are coming into the VA, um, but all veterans have access to prevention regardless of uh, where they choose to get their health care.
0: Yeah, you are a graduate, I understand, of Penn State and of the University of Southern California. Is that accurate?
1: That is correct.
0: Are you also a veteran yourself?
1: I am not. My younger brother is an Operation Iraqi Freedom veteran. Oh, wow. uh, Army vet. um, Did a 12 month stint over there during the height of the war um, and was actually my inspiration for going to work for the VA. Okay. I had been a social worker. um, I actually had been working in corrections for a long time, um, which was neat because I got to work uh, in a veterans unit there. Mm -hmm. But really seeing. The war experience had affected my brother whenever he came back um and just nothing is too terrible mm-hmm. um which was great you know he's doing really well uh has a family he's working on his phd right now he's
0: Tony Rivera is our guest. He is suicide prevention case manager uh, for the VA uh, Medical Center in uh, Pittsburgh. You also, I believe, taught uh, social work at Cal U for a little while.
1: I did. Uh, I was an adjunct at Cal U, uh, taught uh, social work policy in their undergrad program. Uh, It was a great experience, and maybe one day I'll go back and do that again.
0: I, 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 I want to get specifically into the issues that veterans face because we have a lot of veterans and, and a fair number of uh, active duty and uh, reservists uh, in, in our listening area in the Mon Valley. But I, I want to talk more generally right now. We are going through, as a country and as a world, really a, a very traumatic experience. Um, I've been thinking about all of the doctors, nurses, uh, nurses, aides, paramedics, emergency medical technicians, anyone who's on the front lines of uh, responding right now to this pandemic, particularly uh, on the East Coast in in New York City and New Jersey. Uh, What are some concerns that you have as a mental health professional uh, about the people who are are responding to this pandemic right now?
1: One of the things that we see, um, especially in the veteran population, is a tendency to isolate. Um, So a lot of veterans, whenever they come back, never quite feel that connection like they felt while they were serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were part of something bigger with people that were all moving towards that same mission. Coming back into the civilian world, it's very different. You know, the rat race is very individualistic. Yeah. So you start to see a lot of that isolation, which can really affect people, especially if you're seeing symptoms along the lines of depression or uh, post-traumatic stress, things like that. So one of the things that we're really encouraging is uh, to make those connections right now so that people, even though we're physically distancing ourselves right now, we're not cutting ourselves off from our supports and understanding that there are supports out there. One of the things that our team has been doing is working with some other departments to increase our our outreach to our veterans, make sure we're making those calls, seeing how they're doing, um, getting them connected to other uh, care that's still available right now through this, um, it's a very important. We don't want to see people isolate more during right. this because uh, that can really exacerbate existing uh, depression, like I was saying before. And uh, we don't want to see that. We want to make sure that people are able to still feel that connection and able to uh, still be a part of the
0: community. I, I I don't want to paint with a broad brush, and I also don't want to play what I call Lucy Van Pelt and be an amateur uh, mental health professional since I'm not qualified at all for that. Um, but I did – I read something recently that said that if you are feeling yourself right now like you're kind of shutting down, like um, reality isn't – totally real to you, or uh, you you find yourself sort of unnaturally calm right now. Uh, The the person writing the article said this this may itself be a sign that you have had past traumatic experiences that you haven't quite processed, and that you are dealing with some what we now call post-traumatic stress disorder yourself. Um, Do you think that's accurate, or in in some cases?
1: It can be. Mm -hmm. Um, More so, what I would be concerned about is when you start seeing those big changes in personality, okay. um, those can be signs of underlying suicidality. So oh. one of the things that we talk about specifically in our training is, um, you know, ask, you know t- taking a look at those signs that we might see. Um, if we know that we're usually upbeat and now we're not, mm-hmm. that, what made that big change? Um, if it's the opposite, like you're saying, if somebody suddenly gets very, very calm, that can be not so good. If uh, if somebody suddenly becomes very outgoing um, or starts engaging in risky behaviors that they normally wouldn't, those are things that we want to take a look at. Um, those can all be signs that we're being overwhelmed by something. Don't necessarily know what that something is, but when we start feeling overwhelmed, that's really when we need to reach out and engage with others that we trust so that we can get that support that we need to get through those times so it doesn't build into a full-blown crisis.
0: And this certainly is a time, I would think, for most people, that this does seem overwhelming, whether or not you are engaged in healthcare or you just know somebody, or maybe you have no connection to the healthcare industry. You're just watching the news. You're reading the news. You're seeing what's going on around the world. This, this has to be a time when a lot of people, probably almost everybody, is feeling overwhelmed, don't you think?
1: It's definitely different. You know, this has been a, the last couple weeks has been uh, a huge change for all of our daily living, you know, regardless. So that's really why we encourage people to make sure that you are getting connected. You don't want something like this to come along and uh, catch you unprepared. And I think we're seeing a lot of that now, where there was uh, maybe some people that, weren't as prepared for some of the changes that have come along. So that's why we want to really encourage people to connect with providers. You know, contact, if you are a veteran, contact the VA, see what you do qualify for, Um, see what services are there so that you have that, that base to kind of fall back on whenever
0: Hopefully, most people who are veterans know how to get in touch with the VA Medical Center. But if if someone is really feeling in crisis right now, uh, how should they reach out? Is there a phone number? Is there is there a website? What's the best way to uh, reach your
1: team? So the best way overall is to contact the Veterans Crisis Line. Okay. And that number is 1 800 273 8255. And then you press the number one to identify as a veteran. The Veterans Crisis Line is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And what they can do is they can uh, also send a consult to your local VA.
0: Okay.
1: So regardless if you're here in the Pittsburgh area or you're traveling somewhere, regardless, uh, they'll get you in touch with that local VA. So one of the things that we do as the suicide prevention team is once someone gets off the phone with the operators at the crisis line, we do a follow-up call within 24 business hours to make sure that that person is getting linked into whatever services it is that they need when they need
0: it we we have to take uh, let me give the number one more time again i think i wrote this down correctly one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, 273 8255 and that's the veterans crisis line
1: Press 1 to identify as a veteran, and again, that's available 24 hours a day, 7 days
0: a week. Okay. We have a take a a quick 30-second break. When we come back, I I want to start to get into some of the issues that particularly are facing uh, our veterans and also ask you what some misconceptions people may have uh, about suicide, okay? Sounds good. Tony Rivera is at the VA Medical Center in Pittsburgh. He's suicide prevention case manager. We're talking about veterans, we're talking about suicide prevention, and... uh, why it has become... a leading cause of death, especially among young people in the United States. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers, 30 Minutes on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Strifler's has provided compassionate, professional memorials services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Strifler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Strifler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifler's.com or call 412-678-6191. I have some statistics, and I don't know how current my statistics are, uh, Tony, um, but I, I believe suicide is the 10th leading cause of death overall in the United States. At least that was the statistics, statistic I had. For younger people, uh, so people age 35 to 54, the fourth leading cause of death, and for people under age 35, it is the second leading cause of death there are more than twice as many suicides in the united states actually well more than twice as many suicides in the united states as there are homicides are are those statistics more or less in the ballpark tony
1: those are correct that's the most accurate um and it's one of the things that i I always start off my trainings with is that this is a, a public health crisis that's been going on for a very long time um Those numbers have just increased year after year for the past 10 years. We have not seen a downward trend in death by suicide in the United States. What's even more troubling when you look at the veteran population, um, only 9% of the deaths by suicide are from veterans, but uh, veterans only take up 18% of the total population. So that means that veterans are twice as likely to die by suicide Than members of the community that haven't served. So it's really something that we take very seriously at the VA. Uh, Suicide prevention is kind of baked into everything that we do. It's the number one clinical priority for that reason.
0: Are are you more likely to have suicidal thoughts or to attempt suicide uh, if you have been deployed into a combat area than if you were not deployed?
1: what they're finding is multiple deployments and length of deployment has more to do with combat.
0: Okay. Um so so it's it's for the people who are being called up especially you know the reservists uh sometimes or the National Guard uh, that we saw a lot of times in the war on terror where people were were having multiple deployments sometimes volunteering for them um that that they have an increased risk in the in and how long they were in the combat area? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm oversimplifying. I can tell you're hesitating because I <laughs> I'm oversimplifying. Uh, Tony Rivera is our guest. He is Suicide Prevention Case Manager at the VA Medical Center in Pittsburgh. If you are a veteran or you know someone who's a veteran and uh, you think you are at risk of suicide, 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. And, Tony, you said press 1 when the phone answers to indicate that you're a veteran? Correct.
1: That number in general is the National Suicide uh, Lifeline. Okay. But that's good for anyone, regardless of whether you've served or not. When you press the number one, it takes you to a special uh, group of people that have been trained to work with veterans. Uh, So that's really the difference there. And again, by pressing one and speaking with them, you're going to have that follow-up care through the local suicide prevention team as well.
0: That's good to know. So that's for anybody can call that that number, but uh, Veterans Press 1. Um, I I want to put a sort of a bookmark there because I want to come back to that and why it's important for veterans to get that separate specialty um, of care. But I want to ask you about some common misconceptions that people may have in their minds about suicide i i can remember having been raised um uh roman catholic um hearing especially older folks sort of people from my grandparents generation uh talking about suicide and it was it was something to to almost be ashamed of that it, that that you must have been weak if you even considered suicide or if you if you knew someone who had taken their own life that they they must have been weak um, or that it was a cry for help was it was a phrase that I remember hearing as a as a young kid growing up or or that it was a, call, a cry for attention uh, is, is any of that still accurate and how how are those perceptions harmful?
1: All of those perceptions are extremely harmful um, and none of them. Are accurate. Unfortunately, uh, those are myths that have perseverated for years, okay. and it's one of the reasons that I believe we have seen a steady increase in the rate of suicide. Um, to like you said, it being the tenth leading cause of death, uh, more people die by suicide than die by homicide, acts of terror, or even HIV/AIDS.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it's a real, real problem, and these myths just make the problem so much worse. Um, one of the ones that you had mentioned was, you know, there are kind of talkers and doers. That's a, a very common one that you'll hear. Uh, the people that talk about it aren't really serious. They're just looking for attention. Uh, when we know that that's, that's not true, it's not accurate. Most people that uh, have attempted suicide um, have at some point communicated about it previously. So it's important that whenever you hear someone saying things like, you know, things are never going to get changing, um, or even just bluntly saying like, ah, you know, I should just kill myself. This is ridiculous. We need to take that seriously and we need to make sure that we're asking that person, you know, are you thinking of killing yourself? You want to be very blunt whenever you ask that question. Um, because if they're not, they're going to let you know, like, no, I was just bending blowing off yeah. steam. If they were thinking about it, you've just given them permission to talk about it. You've opened up that line of communication, and that's very, very important um, because that might be the one chance that we have to connect with that person, and we don't want to lose that chance.
0: I, I would think that it is It is also not helpful to either make it seem like a joke or to attach some stigma to it. I mean, so so how, how do you open that? You, you said be very blunt about it my blunt may be different from your blunt, right? Your my, my method of being plain spoken may be different from yours. So how how can someone ask that question in, in, in a way that is not either going to trivialize it or stigmatize it?
1: The first thing you want to do is you want to ask, are you thinking of killing yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, just be very plain about it. When you ask, you want to make sure you're doing it in a way that can open communication. The worst thing that you can do is ask it in a way where you're expecting the answer to be no. Oh, so for instance, if I'm like, "Well, Jason, you're you're not thinking about killing yourself, are you?"
0: Ha! Huh. It's an asked and answered question. It's like a salesman saying, "What what, what does it take to put you in this car today?" Um, right. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's leading. In other words.
1: Right. So we're going to shut that down immediately yeah. because you're going to say to yourself, "Tony really does not want to hear what I have to say. He this is going to freak him out. This is going to be too much for him. I can't tell him." Right. So now we've lost that opportunity. And that might be the only opportunity where you would feel comfortable enough to stop talk to someone. So we want to make sure that we're not doing that. We're asking directly and very bluntly, Jason, I've noticed you haven't been yourself lately. and Some of the things that you've said really kind of have me concerned. Are you thinking about killing yourself?
0: As sort of your following up with them, should you try to talk them out of it or should you just listen? What's What's the strategy here? Or does it vary, I guess?
1: What you want to do in that situation, if somebody does come to you Mm -hmm. um, and you are able to ask that question, they acknowledge they have been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we're validating what their concerns are. Uh, What are the reasons? What brought them to that place where they're feeling so hopeless that they're thinking of ending their own life? Um, Having talked to literally thousands of veterans at this point, The reasons why people get to that point of crisis are very, very different. Um, And things that I would think are not a big deal might be a huge deal to the next person. So we don't want to minimize whatever that is and tell them, look, it's going to be okay. It'll get better. Think about the people around you that love you. This isn't a big deal. It's not the time for that. The time is to let them know that, man, this must have really been weighing on you. And I'm just really thankful that... You let me know about this. Next thing we want to do is we want to encourage them to get help. So that's where calling something like the crisis line. okay, Or if it's very eminent, you feel like they're in danger right away, you may need to call 911 and have a medical provider take a look at them right away. If it's something that's not as eminent, again, calling the crisis line, um, calling a mental health provider. Uh, We have a lot of different resources in the area. Uh, that's where those kind of come into play. But you want to make sure that you're staying with that person until they're getting help.
0: Uh, 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255 is the suicide uh, National Suicide Crisis line. Uh, Tony Rivera is our guest. He is at the VA Medical Center in Pittsburgh, where he is a suicide prevention case manager. That's what we are talking about right now. The time goes very quickly. We have a, another a quick break to take. When we come back, let's let's talk about some of the reasons why uh, veterans need a certain specialty, uh, a certain different standard than the non-veteran population, okay? Sure. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKinney Sport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is Tony Rivera. We're talking about suicide prevention. That is his field. He is the suicide prevention case manager at the VA Medical Center in Pittsburgh. When we took a break. We were talking about uh, if you think somebody may be at risk or or they're talking thoughts of suicide. I wanted to ask you very quickly, though, some people may have had the experience. It's It's almost become a joke in TV and movies of be standing on top of a tall building and, and having, or or edge of the Grand Canyon and thinking, oh gee, what would happen if I jump in? Is there a difference between that sort of fleeting, scary thought, and and actually planning, or 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 actually seriously contemplating suicide?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's very normal um, to have those fleeting thoughts. I think most people have. That's one of the reasons why the rate is as high as it is. Oh, um, these aren't things that are all that abnormal. Where it gets really scary is when someone starts to put those plans uh, into motion or making very concrete plans. So it's one thing for me to say, oh, I'm going to go jump off the bridge. Uh It's another thing for me to say, I'm going to go walk down to the 10th Street Bridge, and I'm going to jump in at this time. Uh,
0: And I'm going to leave my wallet here, and I'm going to leave my car keys there. And that's a whole different thing than just standing at the edge of Niagara Falls and thinking, gee, what would happen if I jumped?
1: Absolutely. and Most of us, we're not going to act on that. Mm-hmm. We may have those thoughts that go through, but they're going to quickly go away. Yeah, For some people, that's not quite the case. Okay. And It's when we start putting those plans in motion, making those preparations for it, um, that's really where the things start to intensify. That's why we want to make sure that people are able to access before it gets to that point. So if you notice that you're starting to do something, you're legitimately making plans. Like uh, maybe you bought that gun or you're making plans uh, to give things away. You're yeah. starting to write notes, things like that. Yeah, That's really a time where you need to reach out. You need to talk to someone. Let's see what we can do to help you get out of that hole that you feel like you're in. Uh,
0: the National Suicide Crisis uh, hotline that answers 24 hours, one 800 two seven three eight two five five as uh, our guest Tony Rivera said that is for anyone uh, who is at risk but for veterans uh, in particular they can press one and be connected uh, with someone who can who specializes in helping uh, veterans so in the few minutes we have left and and you've touched all this on this already why do veterans need a, sort of a different specialty of care than non-veterans I, I mean there, there are some obvious answers I think but Why don't I have you tell me?
1: Sure. Uh, So when it comes to veteran care specifically, you're looking at a population that have, number one, been trained with firearms. Firearms are the number one means by which veterans die by suicide. Okay. It's counted in 70%. Uh, So you have a population that has access and has knowledge of how to use the deadliest of deadly means. So that's an important factor to think about. The other factor is that, again, when it comes to veteran care, a lot of civilians don't know how to treat veterans. And it's not that there's anything that's magical about it, but I've just talking with other uh, community partners, there seems to be a lot of hesitation there because of that particular classification. So in doing so, we want to make sure that people are feeling comfortable dealing with and talking with some of the issues uh, that may come up with veterans, uh, which have to do a lot with things like moral injury. So having to do things while they were serving that they didn't necessarily agree with, that was part of their job at the time. Uh, And another big thing is military sexual trauma. That is a horrible, horrible thing uh, that can occur when people are in that really can up the stakes whenever it comes to suicidality. We want to make sure that uh, when a veteran is entering into care, they're talking with someone that is comfortable and knowledgeable about these different situations so that they can give the veteran the treatment
0: that they're going to need. We're going to go a little bit over time for those of you who are listening to us on the radio. Uh, go to our website, uh, tubecityonline.com, and you can hear the remainder of the conversation. Uh, Tony Rivera is a suicide prevention case manager at the VA Medical Center in Pittsburgh. The number for the National Suicide uh, Prevention Hotline 1 800 If you are a veteran uh, and you call that number, press 1, Tony says, uh, to be connected with someone who uh, specializes in helping veterans. Tony, thank you for taking some time to talk with us this morning. I I think it was a very uh, informative conversation.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the time.
0: Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now.